yes, Hake is live. What's up, guys? Happy Father's Day to all fathers, right on. Including even Barack Obama. <laughs> yes, he is a father. Can you believe it? Some of you guys don't think so. Um, it is Sunday, June 21st, 2020. And had we been in normal times and not in the 30th anniversary of Bond, we would have had our 11th annual men's conference. We did the we started men's annual our first annual men's conference in 2009, I guess it would have been. And it was they have been getting better and better and better and hopefully we will have an excellent 30th anniversary when we get the chance, right? But we always have church services at Bond. That's Jesse Lee Peterson's nonprofit Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, which gave me the opportunity to uh, be talking to you guys. Appreciate it. Right on. I'm using Jesse Lee Peterson's studio and Jesse Lee Peterson's what he calls an audio engineer, which is also a video engineer, board operator. Excellent. And um, you guys can call in 888-775-3773. I am not going to take calls right away because we're eight minutes until nine here in Los Angeles because it's Sunday. I like to... Since Jesse Lee Peterson doesn't have his daily show on Sundays or Saturdays, I like to jump in a little bit early to get started, talk with you guys. How are you doing? Can you see me? Can you hear me? I think you can. I'm even on Twitch, Mixer, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, DLive. And um, appreciate you, Jesse Lee Peterson, for hosting the Hake Report on uh, DLive.tv slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Also my channel, DLive.tv slash the hake report what's up to dark side of the bear what she says when hake reaches 1000 he can apply for vp which is his verified partner in which she would be honored to recommend me for right on appreciate that thank you guys hake wash my white feet <laughs> I don't know about washing anybody's feet. All this, all this false humility going around. What a shame. Anyways, it's Father's Day. Let me, before I get started with the show, talk a little bit about Father's Day. I don't talk with my dad or anybody else much at all. The only person I really talk with, just Jesse and sometimes people that I work with and live with. That's, we live by convenience, huh? Seems like I should call my, my dad more. <laughs> Visit. Something, right? I don't mind missing the family drama, though. Not that there's ever been much dra family drama. <laughs> my family's pretty low drama. But um, the little that there is, I'm happy to miss it. Some people are drama proportionate to maybe the Satan that's in them. Or anger, judgment, conflict, anyways. People just, there's certain people that just bring drama, right? Have you noticed that? Anyway, I remember when my dad turned 40. I was just thinking about it yesterday because, you know, people say, oh, James is a 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> and these are Christian people. Like, they would be, you would think they would be happy that, well, I don't know if men can be virgins, but men have, who have not had sex before, isn't that a good thing until you're married? <laughs> but anyways, they, they're trying to imply that it's indicative of being, I don't know, like, an incel or something. It is upside down. But uh, anyways, incel being involuntary celibate. 
like I'm trying to have sex with people, but I'm they don't want me. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to do that. Um, I was trained by my by my mother actually. No sex before marriage is wrong. And <clears throat> you know, most people I think are taught that. Were you taught that, Joel? No. No, you were not. <laughs> no, I was never taught that. Wow. Sex before marriage is bad. You were not taught that. I was not taught that. Dang. And then everybody <laughs> around me also was not doing that. <laughs> right, yeah. They they live like, oh, just normal. Right. You know, right. I think that's the the degradation of the culture where maybe the parents did it and so they feel like they would be hypocrites to say, oh, you shouldn't do it. Right. I don't know. I don't know if my parents did anything before they were married. I don't think so. My, my dad, my, I mean my dad. I, when I first met Jesse Lee Peterson, he probably told, I think he told me, he told me, you probably don't know anyone who waited <laughs> until marriage. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure I do. My siblings, I think, right? <laughs> my parents, I'm pretty sure. Anyways. Next family gathering, you should ask them. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I remember my dad turning 40. I was like five going on six. And I was the youngest child at that point. Less than a year later, or a year later, a little over a year later, my brother was born, my youngest brother. My dad's 73 now. I'm going on 40 next year. Um, my dad is 73, a year younger than Trump, who's 74, a year older than my mother, who's 72, two years older than Jesse Lee Peterson, who's 71. And all boomers. And I respect those boomers, and I like them. Um, all of them are in better shape than me. They have less of a beta back than me. <laughs> Even including Trump, who gingerly walked down the ramp and then jogged down the rest of the way because <laughs> he was wearing slippery shoes. I'll tell you guys about that later. My dad has five kids that I know of, but I'm sure it's just five kids, right? <laughs> kidding around. But I think they probably, my parents probably should have had twice that, I think. You know, the white babies thing? And people were like, oh, five kids, that's a big family. Well, I mean, not compared to the old, normal times, right? Um, anyways, there's no use in should have, right? What's done is done. Maybe they'll have more kids later, I don't know. Like Abraham and Sarah. But um, I remember I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be a father. Not because I wanted to have kids, but because I wanted to be like my dad. Because... I didn't know what he was. He like wrote in math books and stuff like that, but I didn't. Re I wasn't really conscious of it. And he w was a teacher and served on like the school board. I think he was a school board president for a while. When they were like in going in the right direction, I think, or at least trying not to go in the wrong direction. But um, I just respected him. I liked his work ethic. Uh, he wasn't fat. <laughs> he was fit. He worked diligently. Um, he was funny. He was respectable. Uh, when I used to run, I would sweat a lot. I used to run, right? I would sweat a lot. Like him, he used to sweat a lot. <laughs> and I, despite my red hair, which my hair is kind of reddish. A lot of you guys don't realize that. And his is dark brown. But other than that, like I look the most like him. Although all of my family looks like him. All of my siblings, we all look like him. There's no question we're his children. <laughs> Except he's leaner and fitter than me right now. At 14, I quit respecting him, though. I started judging him for flashes of anger. 14, 15, you know, high school. 
judge my family in general starting in like junior high the awkwardness I didn't like being I didn't like the social uncomfortableness and I didn't like seeing them being the, any uncoolness in them like nerdiness in them and although in those high school years I was starting to become like more serious about being like a Christian I wasn't necessarily reading the Bible but I was listening to Christian music Christian punk rock and all that stuff and wanting to like accept when I was wrong and respect my father and all that stuff and I wanted to do well in like cross-country and track like him or to out of respect for him and respect for like God and stuff because in the Bible it says do everything your best as as unto God so like I was I equated my performance in cross-country and track this is running sports people say it's not a sport <laughs> um, with that in college though I would go to my mother for advice actually even before that and spiritual like emotional counseling and I'm like pretty soon I start to question why am I going to her it shouldn't I be going to my dad I always respected my older siblings and even my I don't know if my younger brother went to my dad but my older siblings did especially like the middle child um, so I eventually picked up and then I will get started with the show if you guys are just tuning in now it's 9 a.m. Don't sweat it. We haven't started the intro song or the intro clip yet. I'm just telling you guys about my relationship with my dad growing up and So like and actually I was grown. I was in college. This is one thing my dad Did that I don't think he realized Would have been was not ideal. He let us all stay home past 18 dang I don't think he realized that. I always respected the stories that I would read about where and growing up, my dad, my parents were I guess they they weren't rich, but they they started to do start quite well once as my childhood finished, right? Because they were doing right. My dad was writing math books that became successful for a while. Although they were too effective, so people <laughs> didn't like them. You know, the stupid public schools are not for what's right. right? They, don't, they aren't for what's effective, which is repetition, uh, review, and helping people remember by doing stuff. <laughs> Reviewing what you're, the things that you learn. That was something that um, they don't teach that anymore. Crazy. Anyways, um, I eventually picked, I was going to my mother for advice as a young kid all the way through college, right? I was more comfortable with her, right? And so I would, I eventually though picked up that she was giving me a cop-out for being imperfect, right? For having different habits and vices. And she's all, you're always gonna struggle, it's okay. But I didn't like that, I didn't like this excuse mentality. Whereas my dad had a no excuse mindset. Although I think he thinks that you still sin, even as you, after you're born again. But um, I eventually started to go to him, and then he sent me to my pastor, and my pastor sent me to the counselor, and the counselor wanted to give me pills, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so eventually I stopped going to really any of them, but especially any type of counselor or anything like that. That was interesting. Um... I also quit looking to my friends who all turned out to be fake as fake as me crazy um, 
but I had a little sense. Not much. I, um, the little I have, I don't know who I give credit to. A little bit of sense that I have. God, I guess? And my dad has a little sense himself. Right on. In some ways, more sensible than me. In terms of, like, living right, exercising, not getting a... He does get a little bit of a beta back, or has in the past, sometimes. He's, he's inflexible. I'm inflexible. Flexible, inflexible means you can't, like, touch your toes that well. Anyways, I appreciate that my dad's a Christian trying to do right. And that he was hands-off with us, generally. Um, my dad, my grandpa, Hake, my grandpa on my mother's side, they, they were all men that I respect. My dad's still living. The other one's dead now. Crazy. But they were all decent, self-controlled people. They didn't drink. I don't, as far as I know, none of my dad nor my grandparents drank, smoked, got fat, overspent, or anything. Some of them were from, they went through the Great Depression. And so they lived like frugal lives, even when they were, some of them were doing well. So, maybe my, maybe the fathers in my family were a little controlled by their wives a bit, or the mothers a little bit, by resentment, whether they knew it or not. But they made, they all made more white babies than me. Not that there's a compare, not that you have to comparison. Anyways, happy Father's Day to everyone who's a father, including Bruce Jenner, whom I just dead named, which is considered hate speech in many European countries. The downfall of the whites. Anyways, let's get started with this show. I've watched my friends be murdered and slaughtered by the police. 14 years old, couldn't even stop it. All I could do was scream. No, don't do it. He didn't do anything. You don't got to do that to him. Just talk to him. Just pick, you don't got to smash him in a while. You don't got to, you don't got to put your name in. You don't got to choke him like that. And then the police don't listen. They just do what they train to do. That's what they say. We train to do this. So you train to kill us? You train to slaughter us because of the color of our skin? And it ain't right. We need to change their training. We got to change their hearts. Who is that? <laughs> The beautiful Trump rally yesterday, the first in three months. Also, Juneteenth was a disgrace. Oh my gosh. Cry me a river about slavery. And speaking of a lack of fathers, BLM is so female. Black Lives Matter. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. La la la. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. La la la. So, what's up, guys? Like I said, it's Sunday, June 21st, 2020, and that is like the latest that I've known a Father's Day to be. It is Father's Day. What is that? The third, th the third Sunday of the month or something like that? Or this? What is it? I don't know. But anyways, 
Appreciate you guys joining. You guys can call in 888-775-3773. And the disgraceful display that you just heard and maybe watched was... Was that Tiffany Haddish? It was? Okay. I thought it might be. This deep-voiced, gruff woman. That lady is a well-known actress, and she's nasty. She's, is she funny? <laughs> she uses that type of comedy to where she makes uh, funny, funny things that are being sexual. You know oh. what I mean? Like, she's just, like, overly sexual, and she tries to use that humor in that kind of way. And yeah, She's yeah. kind of off-putting. And she's, like, rough and gruff. Yeah. And I think that I've seen her in bits, I have never seen the whole movie, of, like, who's that short, funny, really hardworking black... Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my impression of him, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, she was in a movie with Kevin Hart. Yeah. This prison, uh, gotta graduate from high school type Yeah, I forgot the name. (laughs) Anyways... That was Tiffany Haddish, and night she's... Night school. Yeah, night school. <laughs> <laughs> she is drama. I don't believe a word that she says. What she's saying, she needs to apply to the black community. We need to change their hearts. We need to change their training. Home training is in. Their, um, I don't believe her. She said that she witnessed cops murdering or slaughtering her friends when she was 14 years old. I don't know what incident she's talking about, but she is, I don't, I don't believe her. And even if I do, get over it. Because what is going on in the country between blacks and cops, the blacks are the primary aggressors, not the cops. It's a fact, Jack. And I saw this on Instagram. This clip I got from Lunell, none other than Lunell. Another pretty nasty... Sexual, over-sexual, inappropriate, but funny. I mean, she's funny in the terms of I've seen her be interviewed by Jesse Lee Peterson. Lunell. And Lunell, I have a picture of her. She's wearing this, like, you know, how they have the, they wear these COVID masks, right? Like when you're mowing a lawn, you wear, you might wear a dust mask. She's wearing this one that's, I'm like, KWA? What's KWA? Oh, NWA. And it has... Is that easy e but it has all these uh, rappers, right? This rap group from the 80s, 90s, or whatever. Which is another um, awful group, right? Bad example. Bad example for blacks. <laughs> and these women all nasty. I mean, nasty in the sense of vulgar. But she's... These people, too, I believe some of them are well-meaning, which is very exploited by evil people, because they say good intentions are the road to hell, right? The road to hell is paved with good intentions, they say. That may not be in the Bible. I have never seen it in the Bible that I can remember, which I've read the whole thing of. But (laughs) Jim Jeff says she looks like a dork. Did you know that that's actually a bad word? But anyways... Um, greasy. <laughs> What's up, everybody? In in uh, Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, D Live, YouTube. Appreciate you guys joining. Um, BLM is so female. Oh my gosh, I think I just got to deal with this story first. 
So she shared this, and what does her thing say? It says dumb stuff like, uh, let's see. Do, do, do. It says, revolution, this is Lunell's post, right, on Instagram. Revolution, change, and racism from Sunset Boulevard to Lamert Park, right, yeah, from NYC to London, swipe left and see the faces of the people who are saying, no more, the end is near, one end or another. Thank you to Hope Flood, Tiffany Haddish, comedian Shang, hey, Shang has been on the show, Beth Payne all day, whatever, Beth Payne all day. Black women lead, yeah, right, lead you to hell, and all the rest of the beautiful people. And so, Lunell is a nice lady, but evil. Most people are evil, and she is no exception. She liked, uh, she really liked, uh, Joelle. <laughs> oh my gosh. She put, like, her hand on his chest and took a picture with him. <laughs> She's like, ooh, I like you. That's funny. Inappropriate, right? Inappropriate black females. So, like, like they're, like, imitating the men, because the men, the black men, comedians, were pretty rough and nasty themselves back in the day. I guess they're every bit as bad now. <laughs> and she was kind of nasty and rude for the Fallen State debate, yeah. And it was so funny. She debated, quote-unquote debated, um, Tommy Sotomayor, who's like a nice guy, and that I think is his downfall, because he, like, she charmed him. And so he ended up agreeing with her, or, like, kissing up to her. And so Jesse Lee Peterson was supposed to host a debate, because, you know, Tommy Sotomayor is pretty tough on black women. Because he knows what's going on with the, at least to a point, with the black females. They're pretty nasty. There's a hatred between black men and black women like crazy. Jesse Lee Peterson has been talking about it for ages. And there's a hatred between men and women in general, right? And uh, Tommy Sotomayor, he may hate black women, maybe. He may have still hatred in his heart. He's... He has noticed that Jesse Lee Peterson doesn't have hatred, and he's really appreciated that about him. Tommy Sotomayor is a black YouTuber. He's been on YouTube for a long time, and uh, quite popular. Nice guy, but nice guys, man, what a, what a shame. So in spite of himself, he wasn't able to present a, a completely solid debate, or maybe he's just not solid on, his, on the same principles that Jesse Lee Peterson is, for example. Because, yeah, anyways. Uh, Wipeout Corona says, hell with Sotomayor. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The point is, these black women may be quote-unquote well-meaning, but nasty. And this woman presenting all this drama, let me play part B for you, just to show a little bit more of the picture, just a tiny bit more of, this is Tiffany Haddish, Presenting false black victimhood and talking about the cops like she should be talking about the blacks. Listen to this one more time. How rich you are. Now your shit might be very good. My mom keeps on asking me to, like, whatever, bitch. I've watched my friends be murdered and slaughtered by the police. 14 years old, couldn't even stop it. All I could do was scream. No, don't do it. He didn't do anything. You don't gotta do that to him. 
trained to do what, that's what they say. We trained to do this. So you trained to kill us? You trained to slaughter us because of the color of our skin? <laughs> that's and it not ain't the right. reason. We need to change their training. We got to change their hearts. This was in LA. And then look at the people. It's gonna, the camera's gonna pan. I'm tired. He's uncensored. I'm fed up. Pathetic. Bunch of dummies. And I was walking through the neighborhood on Thursday or Friday. You know, taking a little walk, good for my beta back. And, uh, I walk by, I'm in residential area, right? I walk by a house whose gate, which, which is, I don't know if you say whose gate, which has a gate, which has Black Lives Matter sign on it. And it's like a hand-done little poster sign thing. I'm like, oh gosh. I almost took a picture. I almost took a selfie next to it. A selfie was when you take a picture of yourself with it in the background. And I'm like... <sighs> I roll my eyes, and I think about all the people in L.A., and they're like... Some of them are nasty, filthy liberals, mean people. Maybe all of them. <laughs> and some of them are well-meaning, and maybe the mean people are well-meaning themselves, right? And then I'm walking back up towards work again. And I see in this balcony this draped, like, curtain or bedsheet or something. Black Lives Matter written on it. And it's draped from the balcony of some apartment building. And it just looks all ghetto. <laughs> Um, and I'm thinking about it, and I've thought about this before, the fact that the t phrase Black Lives Matter is so female, so, like, um, passive-aggressive. And my sense about it isn't that, oh, they don't care about other lives, which they don't. They don't even care about black lives. And on top of that, they're pretending that we're the ones who need to be told this. No, the people who get themselves killed or, the, or kill others need to be told that. And they don't even really need to be told that. They need to... Um, they need to reform the black community. They need to reform the evil people. All evil people, right? Repent. But this phrase, such a liberal woman's sleazy, deceptive statement. And it implies a lot of nasty, evil, lying, defamatory accusations and hatred against whites and cops. And honestly, against blacks, because you're promoting, like what Jesse Lee Peterson says, you're promoting anger. You're promoting victimhood, false victimhood even. There is true victimhood sometimes. There's like true times when you are so-called victimized. And even then, you should not be a victim. You have to... You have to blame the victim in some cases. There's this thing called victim blaming. You have to, you have to see where, uh, where you went wrong that you got yourself in that situation in some cases. In some cases, maybe you can't help it, right? But in many cases, you can. You can be more alert. You can not go to certain areas. You can be smarter in the way you dress <laughs> or whatever. And the cause of BLM, which everybody's promoting, right? Everybody. Practically. Hardly anybody, if somebody opposes Black Lives Matter right now, they're called hateful. Look at uh, One American News Network. Supposedly they have a clear view of what Black Lives Matter is. And so they're not for them. But all the mainstream, all those dumb 
uh, brainwashed blacks, they fall for it. They think, oh, but what is the cause of Black Lives Matter? Their cause is homosexuality, uh, transgender madness, feminism, getting rid of fathers, uh, the, getting rid of the patriarchy. Yeah, that's really what you need. You go further down into hell. <laughs> the problems with the blacks came from getting away from fathers in the first place. Now they get, want to get even further away from them. <laughs> so backwards. Getting rid of earning your way. Capitalism. They hate capitalism. They're socialists. They're so female. Anyone who repeats this Black Lives Matter phrase is a sucker or, and or is suckering others. No one should ever agree with them or kiss up to them. Misguided and misled at best. I heard that Attorney General William Barr said that uh, so-called racism is not a systemic problem. Good for him. That's a low bar, but good for him. I'm going to read your super chats, guys, and I'm going to get to your calls. But I just wanted to cover this a little bit. And then I'm going to get to the Trump rally. I don't have clips for it, but I can explain what went on and my take on it. I loved it. But, um... I can only imagine that these signs that I walk by and all these things that say Black Lives Matter on them are put up by females, not men. <laughs> can you picture a man putting up a Black Lives Matter sign? Unless his girlfriend or wife or whatever, baby mama, puts him up to it, forces him or manipulates him in some way, or else he has this female mindset. Can you picture that? I mean, even like these guys that say, say Black Lives Matter. Like, there's these bullies, right? So-called bullies. Black bullies who try to force people to say Black Lives Matter, right? Even those, like, they're influenced by this radical female m mess. I can't p imagine a male putting up a Black Lives Matter sheet, a sheet that says Black Lives Matter on it, unless, not of his own volition. If he's obeying the promptings and urgings order, or orders of a woman, the way that Adam obeyed and listened to Eve... When she listened to the serpent, maybe a male, maybe then a male put up a sign. There's a male who put up a sign. <laughs> There's this false female version of Christianity that's in, embraced by liberals and POCs and soft, weak, white, nice Christians who pretend that they're about real love when it's, it's not. It's false imitation of love. It's Satan's kingdom. Um... The Satan's kingdom is a false imitation of the kingdom of God. Have you noticed that? Like, it's dumb. It's, it's the same way that fake Christians can vote Democrat. And there's a lot of fake Christians voting Republican, right? Because most of us are fake. But um, at least the Republicans are standing for, or are supposed to stand for what's right. Their platform is what's right. Most of them are not on the platform. <laughs> They're rhinos. But that's, there's this female emotional... Imitation Christianity that's not Christianity at all. You guys know this. It's not logical. It's not sensible. It's not genuine. It's not truthful. And it's not real love. Show this Ruby Bridges uh, post. Ruby Bridges desegregation. I came across this. This was put up by a friend, I guess a friend of mine on uh, Instagram whom I follow. Actually a former teacher from a Christian school actually. Believe it or not, it's not surprising. Most Christian schools are liberal themselves. And you see a picture of a, from the olden days of a little girl, I guess in the 60s or whatever, wearing a 
a cute dark red dress, a little baby afro, a little flower in her hair, and uh, men in wearing badges and armbands and suits and slim ties and hats are escorting her, escorting her down some stairs. And then there's pictures of protesting whites saying, we want, our, we want to keep our school white. And then there's this picture of a baby inside of a coffin. <laughs> and I'll explain it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give the explanation for it anyways. This baby that's inside of a coffin. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a black baby or what. But um, these whites, I guess from the South, I'll, I'll explain it, are upset about forced integration. And forced integration is evil. If forced segregation is evil, forced integration is every bit as evil. And this is from some dumb outlet called Change. C-H-N-G-E. And according to them, this is Ruby Bridges. At six years old, she was the first black child to attend an all-white elementary school in the U.S. South. Why? What's the reason for that? There's no need. For her to attend school her first day, federal marshals with guns had to make way through a crowd of grown men and women screaming, Anger! N-word! Grr! <laughs> Spitting on her, allegedly, right? Threatening her life and waving confederate flags. Ooh, confederate flags. This is the excuse they have for smearing the South. Um, they even carried a small coffin with a, baby, a black baby doll inside, which caused Ruby nightmares at the time. In her classroom, all her classmates were either withdrawn by angry parents or abandoned the class, refusing to sit with the six-year-old. Nearly all teachers, this is according to them, right? This is all according to them. We just have to take their word for it. Nearly all teachers abandoned the school except for one. For the entire school year, Ruby went to school with a classroom, in a classroom, uh, that was just her and the one teacher who didn't refuse her. She refused to eat any food that wasn't prepackaged and sealed because they threatened to poison her. Ruby is only 65 years old today. And it's, Curtis, it's from Redfish Stream, whatever that is. And she's dumber for having gone to a school like that. They set her up. And no doubt her parents didn't help, I guess. I don't know. Why would you, why would you want to go to an all-white school? Just stay where you are. But the pretense is that, oh, this was a good thing, forcing people together. It was not a good thing. You, could, you can say, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't force people to segregate. State, you states, you shouldn't force people to segregate, right? That's fine. You can say, oh, you got to get that off the books. That's wrong. But you can't force them to integrate. That's evil. And... Uh, I'm told by uh, Craven Crypto, warning, redfish is pure communism. I believe that. And it's crazy. It's, this is about demonizing whites and promoting false black victimhood. I don't know what happened with this Ruby Bridges woman, but if she's still promoting this dumb story, like, if, like as if it's relevant to today, it's only relevant in that 
they're doing to whites what was allegedly done to them, and worse. And so they're just trading one injustice for another. The government shouldn't have, be involved in segregation or integration, I don't think. Except where, uh, where it makes sense, like in terms of who you let in the country in the first place. Yeah. But we, should, we the people should be having the say. Anyways, crazy. I don't feel sorry for this woman. I don't, maybe as a little girl she was wronged. Looks like, I don't know about putting a, a black baby in a coffin. <laughs> but what's their side of the story? They only tell one side of the story. Reminds me of what they do this, to the South. They just smear the South. Oh, the Confederate flag is a hate flag. And now these people have to put heritage, not hate. As if it should even be a question. And all this drama about slavery. Slavery was not in itself a sin. Juneteenth was a disgrace this year. I had never really known what it was about until I like was finally like looked it up or read it or something. By the way, I support Joel wearing his African shirt. I don't I haven't really seen him wear it lately. <laughs> Have you abandoned wearing it? I haven't abandoned wearing it, but um <laughs> I just know that um you wear it you wearing it now is like yeah, yeah, yeah. People are going to look at it more than what it is. Right. But I haven't even thought of it that way either. I just haven't worn it. Okay. Because <laughs> <But laughs> Joel has this, this shirt that has this African nationalist colors, right? It has like a thin green line. It's a black t-shirt, thin green line, and a thin red line. And it has like this black skateboarder guy, um, his name on it. And he just liked the design. It looks cool. And I'm fine with normal people wearing this African nationalist stuff for any reason that they want. I don't support Fox News Channel, and I like Fox News Channel, putting Pan-African, this Pan-African black nationalist colors. I didn't get a screenshot for you guys. On the lower third, on the bottom, where it says Juneteenth, remembering Juneteenth or whatever, right? And Juneteenth is when, uh, in Galveston, Texas, they, some Union general read the Emancipation Proclamation to the Last Slaves and They Were Freed, officially, or something like that, right? 1865. Two years after the- two and a half years, almost, after the Emancipation Proclamation. But what does this black nationalist, radical, into-your-blackness stuff have to do with Juneteenth? With the original history of Juneteenth? Juneteenth was about Americans freeing the slaves, right? Whatever you think of that, the, by, this by force and all that crazy war, they should be putting American colors under around Juneteenth, not black radical nationalist evil colors. It should have been Union colors, if anything. And they should pay equal respect to, to the Confederates. We should be honoring and loving the South as well. It's history, it's people. Uh... This kissing up to black people is a dirty slap in the face to all Americans, black and white and everybody. Any, it's against decency, it's against common sense. Um, if you grew up, by the way, if you grew up celebrating Juneteenth and you grew up knowing about it, fine. Keep it up. That's cool. But consider whether your family or your, the people around you do it to hate whites. Because that's what it means today. It's promoting false black victimhood. They're talking about, oh, racism. Stupid. 
George Floyd, there's no evidence that it was a racist killing. <laughs> and even if it was, that's dumb. Blacks kill more than twice as many whites as vice versa, and they have a fifth of the number of people. <laughs> so, one-fifth the population kills more than twice as many whites as the whites kill the blacks. I guess there's fewer blacks to kill. But still, there's many more whites potential killers. So, it doesn't make sense. Blacks are way more violent per uh, capita, right? And way more hateful of whites. And this promoting of getting into your blackness, as opposed to getting into America, is uh, evil. Juneteenth should be about gratefulness to the South, by the way, who accepted their lot. They accepted their, okay, fine, the slaves are gone. Dang. And to the North for whatever they did that resulted in anything good. You should be great. You, all people should be, well, especially the blacks, descendants of slaves, should be grateful for slavery because they're born here. And in the book of James, it says, consider it, in the book of James, in the Bible, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials, and I'm paraphrasing the NIV, it's what I learned, cut me some slack, trials and tribulations of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Well, the blacks are not only upset at the tribulations they supposedly face in today, they're upset about stuff that they didn't even face. They didn't. Somebody else did. Maybe their ancestors or maybe people not even related to them faced the so-called trials of slavery and Jim Crow. And I heard that a lot of this, a lot of this segregation stuff was because of a disparity in crime numbers and the disparity in, in uh, culture. In values. I don't know. Um, but to make... Juneteenth, a national holiday like they're trying to push for, that's a disgrace. It's a disgraceful push. It's motivated by hatred and emotional propaganda of victimhood. How are you going to celebrate Juneteenth on one hand and then support taking down the Confederate monuments, the Confederate flags? And they're not just taking down the Confederates. They're taking down, um, what are those, conquistadors. They're taking down Thomas Jefferson. They're... It's all evil. They should not be taking down the Confederates. They should not be taking down anyone. Christopher Columbus, they, Trump was like, oh, right on to those Italians protecting Christopher Columbus in a certain place, right? I wish that normal people would be defending these monuments. There, in fact, there were some militia over in um, somewhere. New Mexico. Militia trying to protect this conquistador statue, right? This conquistador that I read about, he, he uh, massacred a bunch of uh, American Indians or whatever. But it was in retaliation for something they did, but it was a disproportionate attack. <laughs> and then he cut off the feet of the survivor males over 20. Dang! Or the one foot, anyways. Whoa, that's harsh. But hey, what happened, happened. You didn't suffer. Be grateful of your life today and be grateful to know a little bit about history but no they're evil they hate America it's disgusting it's divisive it's evil it's a smear on the south it's a smear on whites it's a scapegoating of whites it's a false scapegoating of the south in America it's hypocrisy it's not even hypocrisy it's evil 
So deceptive. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna talk about the difference between Biden and Trump and the Tulsa rally, which was excellent. Seemed like, seemed very well attended to me. I have some screenshots. Packed house, it looked like to me. Maybe there's like stands above, there's this marquee that goes and there's like maybe ultra high balcony that was not filled in. See this make America great again marquee thing, this lighted, these lighted signs. There's probably seating above that that was empty. I can only guess because I don't see a whole lot of empty seats down here. Well attended, well watched, by the way. Over a million views on Right Side Broadcasting, which is a nice channel on which I like to watch these rallies. Right Side Broadcasting. Right Side Broadcasting Network. They go, they're not the liberal media, they pan and show the crowd. Trump's told the story of going down the ramp and the, the evil media is trying to act like, oh, he has a health issue. When they looked the other way about Hillary's obvious health issues and Biden's and just mess. But anyways, let me read a few super chats and get to calls. So, uh, Dark Side of the Bear What says, Hake, you are amazing. Good for you. Wait until marriage. Thank you. Turtle Brown, Turtle Bro Man, thank you for the diamond. Appreciate it. Lin Yen Chin gave a diamond and said, Yes, James, a house whose gate is correct grammar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Noah's Arkansas gave a diamond. Faithful supporter, Hake with the good hair. Lin Yen Chin says, People of the world today gotta do something else. And he also says, I know we can build robots. Robots. <laughs> and he says, Female emotional hooping and hollering. Christivanity. That's his term for Christianity, this fake Christianity, he calls it Christivanity. Forced integration is usually called rape. It's evil. Interesting point. Number one, <laughs> they changed the name of the, uh, of the people who are subscribers on my channel. I used to call them, hey. Some people suggested I use the snake emoji. This is the dlive.tv. Now it's called number one hair. <laughs> Children of the Live versus Children of July. Engineers. Interesting. The Children of July being white Americans. Or white people. Uh, let me read. Uh, Bake Junes. Bake Junes gave a sticker. Says, keep it up. DMF gave a flying pair. Thank you. Lin Yen Chin says, Merry Christmas, Sir Good Hair. Or Senor Good Hair. I'm not sure. And the Obki Prince of Prance, a.k.a. Joel. <laughs> Just makes it sound so girly. You too, Jesse Lee Peterson, Skateboard White Chris, and the rest of the crew, right on, Lin Yen Chin. Please help secure the existence of giant robots in the space age by ensuring white baby engineers stay safe from depravity. Giant robot lives matter. Yes, whites need to avoid this depravity. There's more and more whites, including on the right, who are embracing socialism. That is an atheistic, anti-Christian Trojan horse for evil. Socialism. Uh, Tabor J. Eaton says, Wife and kids made me pancakes for Father's Day. So good with Aunt Jemima syrup. The bottle's empty. She did. Maple lives matter. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Tabor. Right on to you. That's cool. Hot Computer Smell says, One of the BLM founders said they're trained Marxists. Yeah. I mean, it's pl plainly obvious. You listen to Patrice Cullors. I think she's the one who did it. Patrice Khan Cullors. One of the fat black lesbians. She came on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and she said, 
Uh, she claimed to have grown up poor. Her parents both worked. Her dad worked for some, I forget which, which corporation. But she was poor, and Jesse's like, why were you poor? And then she's all, maybe because we, grew, we live in a capitalist system. And Jesse asks, do you support capitalism? And she's all, I support a system that um, helps the people. Do you support capitalism? I support a system that is fair. Do you support capitalism? I don't understand the question. Do you support Capitalism or not click <laughs> She hung up. She couldn't she couldn't hang. I got black lives matter on the show and she ran she got the chicken song John X 15 says hey Earl all lives matter is an insult to black people But it's okay for deviants to be linked to the civil rights movement. Yeah, like James Baldwin disgusting Well, he's dead now Adam Clark wonderful show today man much love appreciate that and Gail Manchester gave a a fox that has a heart. Right on. Sticker. Oh, man. Appreciate you guys hanging on. Sean has been on hold forever out of Sacramento, California. First time calling. Sean, thanks for holding. What's up? David. Uh, Mr. Hake. Hey. Here. What's up? Hey. So I wanted to actually call and comment on what's going on today. You know, there's a lot of division right now in the world, but... Like, if uh, you go to Google, you, you type in um, Luciferian March for the New World Order. There's, like, a bunch of uh, Satanists marching today, like, in, I think, like, over 10 different cities across the United States. For one world government? For that, yeah, and they're, they're calling it out. And then I was, uh, I was just on this, um, just seeing what else they're up to. Even on the United Nations uh, website, they updated their website, so... They, uh, they are now known as the United Nations of the New World Order. And you can even just type in unnwo.org, and that's their new website. Interesting. Very, yeah. UN, I mean, UNNWO, I don't know. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell what it, what it is because it has a happy face on it. And it says, let's yeah. take our planet right. back. And it says, about initiatives... There's not much scrolling available. <laughs> uh, hashtag, hashtag 10 billion happy. There's not much on this website. Yeah. But anyways, man, um, they, uh, it's so ridiculous. It, it's only common sense that you want local government control. And the this, this stupid sucker blacks are like, oh, the local government is corrupt. We need to appeal to the federal government. Like, the federal government is less corrupt than the local government? Are you kidding me? Please. It, uh, this, case with Ahmaud, this case of with Ahmaud Arbery, let's say, where Ahmaud Arbery gets himself killed because he, he won't stop with, by these people trying to conduct a citizen's arrest, allegedly, and he's trying to run away. They, they chase him. They trap him. He attacks them. He attacks a guy with a gun gets himself killed, and maybe they were wrong for the way they carried out this thing. I don't know. But they're trying to appeal. All of these cases, the blacks are trying to appeal to the liberals in the federal government, and now that even that's not enough. The UN is calling America a racist society, and they're trying to cite Flint, Michigan, as example of racism. 
It's so evil, you're not gonna have any say-so, dumb blacks. How much of a yeah, sucker are you? You have better- you have better chances of getting justice on a local level where they have to face you. The local people have to face you. These people don't have to face you, they don't know who you are or care. Yeah, you're right, Sean. It's ridiculous. No, not only- not only that, the George Floyd family, the- I think the Floyd brother, and I think the father, they put in an appeal to the United Nations. I'm not surprised. To, help, uh, to put in, you know, to help bring United Nations police to govern the, uh, you know, the the policing in the United States because I guess all the police are racist <laughs> in the U.S. You know, man, the U.N. <laughs> is so corrupt. The World Health Organization is part of the U.N. and this is known yeah. to be corrupt. Like this guy who runs, who's in charge of the UN, Dr. Tedros, a black guy from one of those African countries. He's like a full-blown commie, and he was part of this terroristic communist organization. And on top of that, like they go flying around on, you know, the, U, the UN's WHO, World Health Organization. They fly around on, on the, the dime of whatever, whatever tax money or whatever money that they're paid, sponsored in part by the federal, the United States, it's so, it's so backwards, it's so evil. And all the people, yeah, no, for some reason, the people at the top are like the worst of the worst. <laughs> they're, yeah, it's crazy. Appreciate the tip, Sean. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to add, and uh, just, you know, have a great show, and, uh, and uh, tell Joel I said hi, I'm waiting for the Joel show to come out now. All right, right on. I think he's. All right, take care. I think he's chomping at the bit too. Thank you, Sean. Take care. Ah, uh, by the way, shout out to Noise Arkansas gifting us one month subscription to Astral Pepe. <laughs> that's cool. Appreciate all you guys subscribing. That's cool. I don't always read those. And shout out to Dark Side of the Bear. What for the um, for hosting my program as well. That's cool. Let me get. Quickly to Nick in South Carolina. Nick, what's up? Good, Mr. Haig. Doing good, doing good. Did I hear you recently got married? No. <laughs> oh, I thought I was, I was on the phone. I thought you said something about, someone saying uh, about you get married. I, anyway, <laughs> I was calling. <laughs> my bad. I was, I was just calling to, to let people know that, um, that Fox News, I'm, I'm weaning off of it. You know, I like Tucker Carlson, all right. Right. They're, they're bought and paid for, man. They, uh, Fox did a merger with Disney, and word is is that they didn't touch the uh, the news section of it. Okay, I I got to disagree with that. And then today I was watching, you know, I was watching Fox for a little bit, and they were talking about um, the NASCAR, you know, and you know, of course, there's no more Confederate flags there, and, right? And they and they don't care about that because you know who who carries the the NASCAR races? Fox, you know. Interesting. The backbone. Yeah. You know, man, you know, Disney is so evil and. You, 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 I don't even have to really follow the money to know that that I see certain people on Fox News and the, the corporation itself run by women now, and it's kissing up to the LGBT mess. It's kissing up to the fake black victimhood thing. It's yep. they're kissing up to the women thing. It. Yeah. Um. I still appreciate you know, like you said, Tucker Carlson. I like Sean Hattie's nice guy, and um, I did not like what they did to Bill O'Reilly. Yep, that was kissing up to the fake Me Too movement. 
But um, yeah, it's but hey, we have we have right side broadcasting right onto them. I mean, it's it's tiny. We got the Hague report. We are the free press. Yeah, and you have and honestly, um. Like, I, I love this point from Jesse Lee Peterson. He says, your life is your platform. Say you get deplatformed on uh, social media like Alex Jones is. Yep. If Alex Jones is living right, that is powerful. That's powerful oh, yeah. in itself. And it actually is what changes people. And, and same and, thing with, uh, yeah. with Alt-Tech. Are you, are you still... I was, on, uh, I was on my Gab the other day. Are you still on Gab? I am, but I have ignored it for ages because I'm so lazy and trifling. And yeah, also, yeah. like, I have a limited amount of time. So right. <laughs> I'm well, on, I, I went that. on there because I, I downloaded the Dissenter browser because I wanted to comment under, you know, like, Relevant Magazine, right? Relevant Magazine is a fake Christian outlet that's promoting twi- did I copy you on this Joel 25 black voices that or voices that you can follow to support black lives matter and they list Angela Rye they list some of the nastiest people plus a bunch of fake black liberal christians like propaganda and lecrae these dumb rappers who maybe they're well meaning but they're suckers they're not yep. these are not people that are going to tell you the truth they're going to tell you about a bunch of facts about victimhood, and a lot of it is cherry-picked. They're not telling you the whole truth. There's something that's called the whole truth, and the media doesn't tell the whole truth anymore. Oh, no, they don't. So yeah. like, that's what I'm saying about I don't know if they ever yeah. did, honestly. <laughs> it's so true. So true, James. I'm telling you. And, and, and I hope you get back on Gab. You know, and, and I appreciate that, Nick. You yeah. I follow, you know, I follow Telegram, too. Telegram? I follow... Okay. Um, there's the crypto report is good on telegram uh some different people like nick fuentes vincent james jesse lee peterson is on uh telegram at jlp talk oh, on telegram okay and uh, like the, it's an app uh, yeah it's a, it's an app that's allowed on the app store for some reason that's nice wow that's that's a shocker i know <laughs> Yeah, this wow. the way that they undermine the convenience of things they refuse to let gab have an app that's so wrong, but yeah. I mean that's right. that's them, you know. The I'm talking about Apple. I'm talking about the Google Play Store, or whatever. They're not for what's another right. Impo- another important thing is when people go look for definitions, don't look at the Google definition. Yeah, it's yeah. Propaganda. Even go Webster to- is propaganda. It's fake news. Webster's it dictionary is. is fake news. I heard that they changed the definition of racist to mean like something plus power. <laughs> so ridiculous. Believe, believe nothing you see, you know, nothing you hear and half of what you see, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That, that's why people got to know the whole truth. They do. Yeah. They really do. Appreciate you, Nick. Hey, thank you again for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's great talking to you, uh, James. All right. Much appreciated. Take care. So, Dark Side of the Bear White says, I would be happy to recommend you for partner. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats on a thousand followers. Amazing. Nice. I have a thousand followers on DLive. Dang. Right on. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining. Thank you for following. And uh, let's make it happen. Support what's right. And don't be so concerned with other people like, oh, is he real? I'm, I'm, because you shouldn't be following people to the extent that, that you're devastated if they come out to be a hypocrite or they fail in some way morally. Because you should support them where they're right. 
and live your own life. Honestly, I see people that Jesse Lee Peterson was featured in a Yahoo Unfiltered um, feature because there's a producer in there. We have a little bit of light inside of the far-left extreme anti-America Yahoo, right? This producer in there, he likes Jesse. And so he, at least according to him, right? And so he gave a fair representation of Jesse Lee Peterson, 2018, I think, two years ago. And, you know, a lot of people are just now coming across it. It's on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. Yahoo News and Yahoo Channel, I think. And um, it's called Yahoo Unfiltered, Jesse Lee Peterson, in his own words or something like that. Talking about the slavery, the Democrat plantation and all that madness. And then I will get to Kenny and the calls and... A little bit of this Trump rally. And this guy is all, I really hope he's not, um, what is that word? Compromised or ineffective. And so he's being put up on Yahoo as like acceptable opposition, right? And that's like a conspiracy-minded thinking. And it's also not really sane because there, Jesse hasn't changed his message at all before, during, or after this Yahoo thing. <laughs> he didn't change his message with uh, the Bloomberg ads coming in. He didn't change at all. He's been consistent. And just watch with a sane mind. Yeah, you don't want to get caught up with anybody. Either too excited for or against a person. Some people get all pumped up. I used to get this way a little bit. All excited when somebody said something right because oh this is a great person and uh, oh <laughs> nope not really after all it's crazy so anyways you you live your own life right so let me get to Kenny out of Idaho Kenny it's good to hear from you how are you all right this is great yeah I had a theory I wanted to weigh in about the June 19th yeah uh, celebration thing yeah, I, I figured it's uh, the way of those extreme southern, extreme pro-slavery states or leadership. From way back? To, they, uh, were tra- they were making an attempt to, uh, well, they saw how how people were, the, the cat was already out of the bag, and they just wanted to try to say that, claim that they invented the uh, abolition uh, mandate. Who, they, who who is trying to say that the pro-slavery oh, states? Anybody, you know, they're still they're still on the earth. They're still putting people to work and feeding them scraps. And they you talking like, about American employers? Well, they're they haven't gone away. Just like the Pharisees from the Bible, they're still active today. Who are they on the tradition? Even if they're not aware, who are you referring to? You know the the pro anybody who's pro who's socialist slavery and keep a, are you uh, talking about socialism the socialists right or or anybody who's in that camp there they they see how the nation how the the trend is going and they realize at some point there's no there's no hope of turning it back around, but then they try to grasp at the June 19th thing and say, yeah, we, we, we were planning this the whole time. <laughs> and So are you talking about Democrats are pretending like they are for black people and they're not? Well, they, uh, obviously, the, the abolition 
uh, thanks to the uh, the leadership from D.C. or Washington at the time, abolished slavery, and it was in like yeah, and I don't, and I I think that there were good and bad people on both sides. I think that there were propagandists, not good people, on the abolition movement, and then I think there were a lot of decent people in the South. But that's not that stuff is not acceptable to the the liars. These people act like I'm opening the treasure chest. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate you remembering that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think I get your point that um, these people are you know the people. Or who are for black immorality and s- mental and spiritual slavery to evil, and actually they want all people enslaved to evil. Um, in, the, in the same are, vein, uh, James, the, yeah. the uh, United Nations or not? Yeah, yeah. League League of Nations didn't have didn't necessarily need to be involved in making Israel a state. It was gonna. They saw the handwriting on the wall. They saw the trend, and they said, "Oh, well, we're going to give you your statehood." Interesting. Was it, it made back. by the League of Nations or the United Nations or what? Yeah, United. Well, yeah, well, they, they're they're one and the same, aren't are they? I don't know. I, th- I heard League but, of Nations was existed after World War One, and then United Nations came in after World War Two because supposedly the League of Nations didn't work, and the the United Nations so corrupt today. I don't know if it was ever been for what's right. Anyways, Kenny, interesting right, points. On. Appreciate hey, you, man. I pray good things for you and your and your family. Uh, Kenny, I, I are you a, you a fa- happy, uh, thank you? Are you a father? I I believe it by faith that uh, <laughs> one day. So in God's eyes, may I ask how may I ask how how old now. you are? I'm just curious. Five two by the end of the year. Fifty two by the end of the year. That's what they tell me. I don't know if I believe it fully, but <laughs> well, man, day over twenty nine. I wish you well, man. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, thanks for your service. You, you do good work, and congratulations on your success, continued success. Thank you. Take care. Um. Oh shoot! I'm opening the treasure chest. Okay, so this Trump rally, people are trying to say that it was low, low attended. They wanted it low attended. It was not sparse. If, look at these screenshots. If this is sparse, let me show you Joe Biden's alleged rally. This is, I'm showing you RSBN live coverage, Right Side Broadcasting Network. It seems like a decent outlet. Um, and then this is a, <laughs> a real Donald Trump on uh, IG, Instagram, said, Joe Biden's rally. Zero enthusiasm. What and then the? <laughs> you see, like, four chairs, socially distanced chairs with white circles around them that don't look like they're six feet in radius, maybe six feet diameter, so they don't know math. And then, like, these people, they're just sitting there, one white lady, one male, and one sign language person. <laughs> and it just looks ridiculous. I can't imagine that and so is this a rally? What? Where is he? It looks like he's in a gymnasium, basketball court, and they're so far away. I guess because he doesn't want to get them sick with his spit. Crazy. Um, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> Trump. He told this story of the fake news. 
It was very well watched, by the way. Joe Biden, he points out, is not a leader. Whereas Trump is a leader, and the Democrats know he's a leader, and the liberal media know he's a leader. Look at behind him, only one guy in a mask. And I said, uh, yeah. Oh, two guys, a lady next to him is wearing a mask. <laughs> the rest of them are not wearing a mask, not socially distanced, and right on. Because this is like overblown, this, this uh, paranoia is overblown. But Trump makes great deals. He leads the Republicans. They're, they complain that the Republican Party was derailed by Trump. And Trump is, it's the Trump Party, it's not the Republican Party. Well, Trump is taking it to be a little bit more Republican in certain ways, such as the wall, such as protecting the monuments, such as not kissing up to the fake idea of racism. Uh, he used the term, he said, bring back, let's open, the, reopen our schools. He called it Kung Flu. <laughs> said that there's a bunch of names for it. He loves our law enforcement. He loves our veterans. The VA, I heard, I think, I don't know if it's true, is doing better. Remember, the VA was awful. He compared the Baltimore and Detroit, which is run by Democrats. He said that that would, that would be all over the country if Joe Biden were to win. You know, if the Democrats were in charge. And Joe Biden would put disgusting people like AOC, Alexandria Cortez, in front of, uh, in charge of our energy policy. <laughs> and Ilhan Omar with her, from her Somalia, in charge of our police. And Beto O'Rourke, who's gonna, hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15, your AK-47, in charge of getting rid of the Second Amendment. Disgusting. So, uh, yeah, Trump is a leader. Biden is not. Biden rambles on with meaningless stories about corn pop in order to try to relate to the blacks, and Trump tells stories with an actual point. And he spoke for an hour and a half or almost two hours yesterday. Let me get to Brandon, 20 seconds. Brandon, appreciate you calling from Los Angeles. What's up? Good job, Hank. I'm actually uh, coming to church, so I, I got here early. Just oh, for nice. you guys. I don't, I don't get nowhere early, but uh, I had to come <laughs> early, man, because you guys really, uh, man, I'm just looking so forward to it. I don't even know what to do. I had to call in just to kill a, kill a couple minutes. Right on, man. Yeah, we open doors. Doors open at 1030 a.m. Um, I don't know if Nick's is open because Nick, <laughs> all the restaurants are closed. You might hang out at uh, outside. Um, there's a... There's a subway. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Appreciate you, I know, Brandon. It's fine, man. I just I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys, man. It's my first time coming to church. I just want to say good show. I just watched it out here in my car, man. Nice. Appreciate that, Brandon. We'll see you in a half an hour. Take care. I'll see you shortly, man. All right. Make sure you guys catch Church Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Rebuildingtheman.com/slash/church. Um, Lin Yun Chin gave a super chat that says, Phonetic flow shows the nature of words backed with etymology. If you must, hold on, if you must study, study the nature of words for words enthrall, blind, and control imagination to the degree of our being inattentive. Yeah, pay attention, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you in church with Jesse Lee Peterson, rebuildingtheman.com slash church, Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel, Jesse Lee Peterson DLive channel. Take care.